No, we're Superstars uh, August seventeenth, ninety one. Okay, all right, all right. So we're still okay. So we're still on the uh, the SummerSlam ninety one Snake Man tour. Okay. Yes, okay. Snake Man ninety one. <laughs> Snake Man Live Snake Man tour. Snake Man ninety one tour. <laughs> all the hits. <laughs> trust me, trust me, trust me, trust me. From Television City in Hollywood. Following rustic exhibition requires discretionary viewer participation. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another exciting edition of GFA Live. I am your host, Peter Winston, and today we're going to be looking, well, continuing our tour down summer 1991 WWF as we approach SummerSlam 91, WWF superstars from August 17th, 1991, where I'm sure many things will be uh, happening. But first, let me bring in my co-host, my best friend in the whole wide world, um, basically my personal roadie. For GFA Live's Snake Man 91 tour, Mr. Keithy Langston, how are you? Oh, Snake Man, they're doing all the hits. <laughs> I'm doing good, Keith, how are you? This is the greatest jukebox that we could have possibly built ourselves. <laughs> Maybe Randy Savage will propose to Miss Elizabeth, I don't know. <laughs> then again, I might not. <laughs> they're doing it all mom oh my god it was so funny last night they did the sid justice lieutenant first lieutenant justice <laughs> the only sad thing is we're now a couple of weeks removed from hogan having the bejesus scared out of him by the warlord so i, I, I yes. sent you the i sent you the picture the the, the t-shirt the Heenan fuji shirt it, it happens is, it is miraculous i and i wrote back i went you son of a bitch you did it you i know you actually were able to get and, – and it's funny because you did comment that the best part of the shirt is Fuji's face. It really is. Fuji's face is so good because it's just like, eee! Like, he's just got this great look on his face. It's so <laughs> menacing. Yeah, they took the picture of him mid-promo. It, it is kind of funny. Like, he's I don't know why Fuji. we have – we see Spittle coming out as well. Not quite as much as Sid, but, you oh, know. Oh. I can't, love it. Can't have it. Can't 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 have it in this journey. Can't have it in this journey. It's just so Fuji looks so funny in this ring of pick. Yes. <laughs> and Bob Bobby Heenan looks like he's like, oh shit, I gotta go through this again. Yeah, it, it's like, God damn it. It's been fucking eight years since Onita broke my neck and I still gotta go in there. And as a baby face, too. I know. Although that was probably that was probably fun for him because he got to do something very, very different from oh, sure. Well, let's from, put it this way. Everybody was freaking cheering him anyway, you know? I, I yes. would say I, I I think it's safe to say that Bobby Heenan was really a tweener his entire career. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> I think by my, regular my, Stone Cold Steve Austin, if you if you will. <laughs> my my next set of goals is to get a Hogan Warlord shirt <laughs> printed, and I would also like to make one of those old school like you know hatch print whatever it's called in Nashville. A, like a wrestling poster, but for that Nassau Coliseum show and just custom make one myself. Sure. We know the lineup. Yeah. I mean, what's so crazy about that? What's wrong with that? Absolutely nothing. Nothing from my vantage point. <laughs> Thank you. All right. So now we will go in 
to and by the way we got commercials again on this one so we'll we can we'll pop for anything that's that's new right sure ah yes and, and we're on intro watch to see if anybody else has been taken out or added in oh speaking point. of speaking of taken out and added in i guess rick flair has been taken out of the wwe's then now forever segment and it's been yeah. replaced with another picture of the warrior well, luckily, the Warriors got nothing problematic in his past that people could dig up, right? Well, you know, he is dead, so they don't really you don't really dump on the dead as much. You, people tend to give them a break. <laughs> oh, Worcester, Massachusetts. Oh, yeah. Worcester at the Centrum, now known yeah. as the DCU. Oh, look at the friggin' pompadour on Savage's hat. Look at that. That is one of the largest feathers I've ever seen in a cap in history. This is really, really more of like a full-on cap, not 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 like a baseball cap. Do you I think it was say. strange when Savage went from his king attire, wearing the crown, to wearing like the cowboy hats? I was a little confused because I was like, "Wait a minute, was that match for the crown too? Does he have to abdicate as a result?" They kind of kind of lost the plot on that. Well, and, if, yeah. if, you re- if you remember at the end of it, when Savage like hugging Elizabeth there. Gorilla Monsoon does say something about he is now just the macho man or something like that. So apparently well, Gor- Gorilla knew. Well, Gorilla said it, so it shall be so. In yeah. the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why I was feeling religious. Maybe because we're recording on a Sunday here. And also with you. I'm getting hit to Elizabeth, and I'm gonna live happily ever after. Yeah. All right, Piper's done a lot of cocaine here. I could tell. Look at the smile on Vince's face. He's so <laughs> he's so happy and proud that Savage is getting married to Elizabeth on TV. Like he he really is. He really was promoting this as a double main event. <laughs> like, I I, ha- I have to confess that this era of Vince. I mean, it, it's it's not the best era as him as an announcer. It might not be. It's not the best to him as a character because it really doesn't exist beyond announcer boy. But if you're just taking the one granular element of Vince McMahon, smugly preening Vince, <laughs> this is the best Vince smugly preening Vince that there ever was. A Vince McMahon, not Mr. McMahon. Once he became it, Mr. McMahon, it's a whole different character. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think just. Trying to let's let's break down the cocaine consumption here of the oh, three God. men on. So oh, let's Jesus. say I, I don't think you can calculate that with all the abacuses in the world. All right. Well, you got no. I'm not. Abacai, I'm not saying ab- abacai, abacuses, abacai, abacai. I'm, I'm not saying we have to calculate how much they did. What oh. I'm saying is we take one pile, Tony Montana style, and they all put in little straws like they're like they're on a date in a 1950s diner. Yeah. And. Who, who has the highest percentage of coke snorting? I think Piper not only wins, he gets a majority. Oh, no, by a landslide. So it's there's not, not even, even there's, there's, so if he didn't get 50%, he would have to go to a cocaine runoff where he would have to do another mound of coke with Vince. If I can do a callback to Steiner math, remember how Scott Steiner said at the three-way at, at, uh, at the three-way at sacrifice, it was yes. 66 and two-thirds percents. I think that in this case, if we're talking about Vince Savage and Piper snorting cocaine out of one bowl, I think that Roddy Piper is snorting 127% worth of the cocaine in the bowl. <laughs> because 
because Roddy Piper knows that Savage isn't going to even do any coke, so he's not even going to try. You know, we, uh, actually, about the Steiner math thing, I forgave him for that from a mathematical perspective because I'm pretty sure Scotty was trying to uh, reference the Monty Hall problem, and that shit trips me up all the time. So I hear you, Scott Steiner. I, I'm, I'm with you on that. My theory on the on the cocaine usage here is fifty five percent Piper, thirty percent Vince, okay. and fifteen percent Savage wow. because Savage is trying to have a kid at this point. That is true. That's why I don't think Savage was snorting any cocaine. So when I think it's seventy five percent Piper, twenty four and a half percent Vince, and then there was point five percent left in the bowl. <laughs> oh, that, they ain't leaving nothing behind. That I think that 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 um, that we'll just say that like Howard Finkel came in and did the thing like all the police do where he puts <laughs> his finger in and then he puts it on his teeth and he goes. <laughs> That's good. Is it good? Is it good? Is it good? What are we baking a cake? <laughs> yeah. I, I, first of all, the fact that you're like uh, any cocaine would be left amongst these people <laughs> is just. By the way, this is like the frankest discussion discussion of drug use that we've ever had on this show. <laughs> this is one that like. This is more than Greg Valentine smoking pot. This is just this is just blatant. We we're not even assuming that they might not be doing drugs. Oh no, they're doing cocaine. We just don't know how much of it. The, the, all right, the two funniest things that have struck me in the calendar year 2021 that are related to wrestling are number two, the Greg Valentine smoking a joint thing from the yes. dark side of the ring, yep. and number number one. When somebody posted that picture of Wade Boggs posted, <laughs> posing with the flock from WCW, <laughs> that thing fucking slays me every time because here's like unwashed Billy Kidman and, and Mortis or whoever the fuck it was. And and, uh... Ray, and Wade Boggs is there in like a polo shirt with his shitty <laughs> grin like, that's right, I got my dick sucked earlier. <laughs> uh make you feel happy that like knowing that wade boggs might have been a real wrestling fan oh he definitely he definitely was i mean <laughs> he's got a shit-eating grin on his face too we didn't we didn't appreciate wade boggs quite as much as we should in boston no. and fans of baseball in general because the guy's getting on base 45 percent of the time and uh i just gotta tell you the red Sox after boggs had 240 hits in the 1985 season they yep. went to arbitration, yes, and the Red Sox beat him in arbitration. And I'm like, what the fuck is the argument? Oh, he didn't get on base 53% of the time. <laughs> baseball, baseball, baseball. Yeah, I, I played that drop because I, I sought to be educational about, about baseball's arbitration, arbitration process. Yes. All right. All right, so let's let's hear Piper out. and uh, what? <laughs> We're only 69 seconds. Gets into the show. <laughs> I, I know. We got to keep it moving here. Yeah. And happy ever after when we ought to be talking about the hereafter because this past Thursday night, the Ultimate Warrior took his big step. No, he wasn't tying them off. He was unraveling a mystery. The mystery of the dark side and the Undertaker himself, baby. All right, let's take you back now and show you exactly what transpired earlier this week. Oh. Was there a reason why this? they kept saying that this took place? Are you brewing yeah. tea? Am I brewing tea? Yeah. I just why would I be brewing tea? It just sounded like the kettle was going off in the house. In I'm, your house I'm, I'm, 
I am in my basement right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Is there a ghost brewing tea in your house? I don't know. Uh, was there a reason why this was be? Because this is like a couple of times that they mentioned it was on a Thursday. Like, there wasn't anything on Thursday night, was there? Because they no. used to do those SummerSlam, like, preview shows were always on, like, I assume either, like, a Saturday or a Monday or something, right? I'm trying to remember, because we actually... <laughs> this is kind of funny because we did the SummerSlam spectacular we on did, this yes. on this very and it was at, at the same taping, <laughs> but that didn't air until August the 18th. So, so that would be that would be on? that would be a day after this. I think the reason why they said Thursday is because they referred to it the previous week and they wanted to pick a day before Saturday when Superstars oh, air okay. in most markets. And I think on. If I remember correctly, the way that they would send the show out to the various, you know, TV stations, it would go out on the satellite on Thursday. Oh, it, might, okay. it might have been Wednesday, but I, I, that that could that's just me spitballing. I'm not entirely sure. So, are you are you excited? This is the third Jake vignette. I mean, this is the whole point of the Snake Man '91 tour. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Snake Man '91. I mean, tour. I, I, I'm going to need to get out my pen. Actually, and you get out your abacus, okay. and, we're, and we're going to account the number of times that uh, the word Snake Man is said. Uh, snake Man. I'm presuming only by Warrior. I don't think Jake Roberts is like Ricky Henderson, is referring to himself in the third person. Snake Man. <laughs> it's, already, it's already a home run. <laughs> what because uh, it has a just a light bulb like just they're in the, the Fratelli's basement just the light and the music and you hit Jake Roberts in the background come on now man yeah <laughs> all right can we talk about what warrior is wearing here <laughs> can we talk about how perfect his hair is can we talk about what Jake is wearing all right <laughs> this, this is the most 1991 scene ever <laughs> Jake is wearing basically like a Bray Wyatt shirt almost. He looks like, funny. Yeah, he looks like he looks like Max Cady. Like he's ready to he's gonna get underneath the Warriors car with a belt and like <laughs> <laughs> And the Warriors wearing white shorts that have um, the Warrior logo on it. White jean shorts too, I might add. Hey, I as I understand it, you always wear pants with your own corporate logo on there. I do, but that's important. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he's got the tass. He's got the tassels on because it's very, very important. And uh, yeah, I mean the, the the clothing. I don't think enough people talk about the clothing allowances that went into these vignettes. We know who didn't have. We know who didn't have his horseman clothing allowance anymore. So <laughs> yeah, Sid had, Sid had to go cheap on the on the clothing or or reuse stuff from yes. before. Good lord. So, yeah, all right. So, Warrior is at a door here. Jake is... He's at the sauna door in Vince's house. <laughs> no, I told you. I think they did this in the Fratelli's basement. <laughs> <laughs> Warrior is going to come up on Sloth, and they're going to have a chain match. <laughs> it's, the, it's the only logical explanation. So just, like for my, just like my theory about how Vince had a town girl in Sacramento, because that's why they always ran shows on September 23rd. Or twenty fourth there. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's let's uh, let's okay. let's bask in this wonderful glow. Yeah. You've trusted me to this point. 
You've reached out and you've given me your hand and you've believed in me. You opened your soul and let me have it. But you need to step inside this room because in this room is that coffin and Lucifer sits waiting for you. Reach in the, grab him by the throat and let him give you the answer. The trust I had before did me no wrong. The ultimate warrior has no fear. Let me in. Stand back, my man. Sounds real nice, doesn't it? Go on. It's dark, but you're not afraid of darkness. Learn to live. Learn to slide in, my man. Go for it. You'll find the answer in the center of the room, warrior. I know it's dark, but find us. I'm stepping on. What is it, snake man? Hey, <laughs> there's one. <laughs> he goes, actually, Jay kind of gave him a heads up. He said, slide on in there. So he was telling him not to step wildly because he didn't want him to trounce all over the snakes that were on the floor. Do you imagine if, like, Warrior gone in there like a friggin' elephant, like in a stampede? <laughs> Look at this, everybody. Twelve dead snakes. It's like Warrior thinks it's whacking day over there. <laughs> it's whacking day. Nice. <laughs> of course, that Simpsons episode hadn't yet aired at the time of uh, this. No. this uh... <laughs> but I believe Barry White was still singing it uh, at this point. So. No, it says here Larry White. <laughs> I know my own name. Well, we'll see about that. We'll see about... <laughs> <laughs> All right. Maybe uh, I'll shed a little light on the subject for you there, big guy. Ah, huh? What do you think ah, about that, warrior? Ah, Just ah, a few friends of mine, huh? And all of a sudden... <laughs> And all, and all of a sudden, we've been transported. Vince had just seen Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> Gosh, yeah. I just saw this movie. It just came out the other day. It's called Raiders of the Lost Ark. Um, that movie yeah, came out in 81, right? <laughs> so 10 years. That seems about right. So he's, he's on a 10-year delay, roughly, with movies. Like, Vince just saw Up in the Air. That's why all those guys got fired. Like, he hired Nick Khan to be the George Clooney from that movie. Yes. Like that that's exactly all right. Everything falls into place. Everything if you just falls. delay pop culture by ten years. <laughs> little friends of mine. Oh, come on. They're just snakes. Just a little skin prick. Nothing that'll hurt you. You can do it, warrior. If you want the answer, you'll reach in the coffin and find what the undertaker is made of. Oh, come on, let's get to the center of the room. Nothing of this snake, man. Oh, Ding, that's two. Warriors <laughs> shouldn't be kicking those snakes. They're gonna have problems with the, uh, you know, um, MSPCA. You, you can't, you can't do that. Well, not MSP. Oh yeah, MSPCA, because this is in Worcester, right? <laughs> yes, it would be. I'm sure that there are plenty of basements like that in Worcester. They're probably <laughs> flooded like crazy. But yeah, the snakes the, are just flooded. Uh, both, both. <laughs> I, I could, I could see both. Sure. Case. Yeah. Part of what you've been through. You were buried in dirt. You were buried in a casket, and I brought you through it. Plus, plus, we go to the center of the room. Oh, break. Three. <laughs> this ding. Three. Stop it. I, we should have had a guessing contest for how many times he says it. I mean. Now that we know that it's three, I mean, it's kind of, you know. Well, now now we're trying to see how many encores the warrior is doing on the Snake Man tour. So, this is, <laughs> so we had the first one. This is like that time our friend Chris R. Uh, who was the guy that did Mambo Number no. 5? What was that guy's oh, name? Lou Bega. Lou Bega, and he's saying Mambo Number no. 5 like seven times. <laughs> yeah, he, was, have... 
he didn't have a lot of plays in the playbook. It was like no. a Tecmo. It was like a Tecmo Bowl playbook that Lou Bega has for his live shows. <laughs> Lou Bega, he just goes, <laughs> "You've heard it all. Let's hear it again." Mambo number five. Oh Jesus! Well, he was one of the greats. Well, come on. Slide your feet along and leave a step on the snakes. Move them out of your way. Easy. Easy. There's no need to harm them. Don't harm them. Open the common way. But you got to get closer to see the answer. And it's inside. I promise. I swear to you, warrior. And all I believe. It's there. Come on. Warrior. Huh? <laughs> the smiling cobra it, I, it really need, takes it to another level i need this and then the next scene as a gift that i can just play every single day <laughs> <laughs> when you're feeling down and troubled just because yes. warrior because he looks and he goes <sighs> like that <laughs> like the watch when he goes he goes <sighs> and then the snake bites him it's the best scene this is the best scene in wrestling history it is it's better than hogan slamming andre it's better than well that's really it that's the only one i can think of is hogan slamming andre <laughs> like what's a what's a better scene? mankind going off the cage maybe this is the best one of them all uh well in all seriousness i would rank the harley race hacksaw jim duggan brawl from the 87 <laughs> slammies as i mean because they were like a chicken coop i mean yeah. there was all sorts of weird that, shit going on Yeah, that's that's true that that's true okay yeah, that, uh, the, the the big smile that the cobra has it's like it's like the duck at the end of a christmas story he's he's smiling at he's me. smiling oh! at us <laughs> oh, oh, now what you expected oh it's not what the doctor ordered it? no is a heart beating a little faster is your blood pumping warrior Take care of yourself. Relax, I've told you. Getting a little sick now, huh? It's part of it. The venom racing through your body. No, no, big man. Come on. Oh, yeah, that's nice. Come on, don't you? All right. A couple things here. Number one, when he does that, when he puts his face up against the window right before Jake says, oh, that's nice. There's nothing on Warrior's face. Like, they could have just put, like, a little bit of blood smear or something. Like, there's absolutely no evidence that he actually got bit. Like, at least, and I'm not saying he needed to get chewed on like Savage. Like, Savage <laughs> is clearly a maniac and was like, oh, just let the thing bite me, man. But, like, Warrior could have at least had them put a little bit of red makeup on him so it looked like he was bitten. He puts yeah. his face up. Like, or put your, put the right side of your face against the window. Not the side of the face that got bitten allegedly <laughs> stupid fucking warrior allegedly yes. allegedly yeah yeah well <laughs> that's nice no it's five. not over here uh, yeah that's five i think that's that's, five. that's one i, I want to be an accurate scorekeeper here so that's, so thank thank no, you that's for five. yeah yeah thank you thank you for paying attention on on my on my behalf i oh, appreciate it Oh, snake man, snake man, snake man. Come on, warrior, fight all you want. Fight all you want, warrior. There's nothing left to give me, is there? 
really does sound like a sex scene if you're just listening to the audio of it. It does. It would have been great if they gave Warrior some ropes that he could shake while he was in there. Because, as you know, he gives one more <laughs> burst of energy coming up. It would have been funny. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised that they didn't give him a babyface comeback here. They don't. It's it, This is totally a, just a heel show altogether. But it's up until this point, you believe Jake Roberts is still on the Warrior side. Yes. Yeah, I mean, in fact, when this aired, I was a little confused. I was kind of like, eh, you know, Warrior should have known what he was getting himself into. <laughs> I got to be honest with you. I was okay. I, I, I was like, oh, I wish he, I wish that snake bit him three times. I did not like the Warrior. Ooh. Oh. No, and I thought that, I thought Jake was wasting his time with him. Hmm. <laughs> and clearly he was. <laughs> so. Oh. Oh, drop, warrior. Drop like the common man that you are. The poison runs through your... But is he Dusty Rhodes now? He's a common man? <laughs> is this going to lead to a common man warrior gimmick after uh, <laughs> Ultimate, after uh, SummerSlam 91? I am a plumber! <laughs> I am the son of a plumber! I wanted to see somebody sprinting to the ring to Dusty Rhodes' theme. Um... That's, that's, what, that's what I want out of life. Bang. Oh, goodbye, cool. Goodbye. Goodbye, warrior. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's what happens to all good men. Devil's work is done. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Fights to survive. Oh, what a hell, don't we? A warrior. Ah, he reaches for the boots and it pans up yep. to reveal the Undertaker. Yeah. Kudos I mean, that was to Bruce Pritchard. He wasn't there. No, but I, I have it's to got, imagine Bruce. No, well, he, actually, he, was, he wasn't there. He got shit canned in like oh, May. This is like, oh, yeah. uh, chat, chat me up about uh, the time that you did those motherfucking vignettes. So who are you? That's a good one. Who do you think was the uh, who, who do you think was the one that um... No, I forget the guy's name, but it was certainly not Kevin. Dunn, and, and right? I, no, I no, it wasn't. I somebody is shouting the name of the guy into their podcast device right now. And I wish I could hear you because I remember on one of the early Pritchard shows when he was talking about how he got you know, fired during this period is because of a conflict with that guy who was trying to make the TV a little uh, bit different. So, okay. like, Pr Pritchard's on his way over to Global, which uh, we should watch one of those Global Pritchard shows just so we can, uh, you know, we'll, we'll have a little fun at his expense. But we, we, we have plenty of work left in Snake Man 91 <laughs> summer, summer tour. <laughs> summer tour. <laughs> Reach out for me. 
I'm a snake. Never trust a snake. <laughs> You know, I do think it was sporting of them to not cut Warrior's hair. All right, it looked, pause it looked too good. It looked too good. So I just found this website where somebody put a little write-up about it. I just want to read this. This is kind of funny. Okay. The third and final test had Jake take the Ultimate Warrior to some sort of dark basement and told the Warrior to enter this room and open the box in the middle of the room. This was his final test and it would reveal the keys to defeating the Undertaker and conquering his own fears. Once the Warrior entered the room, he was greeted by seemingly hundreds of different snakes. As Rob urged Warrior to just move forward and open the box, the Warrior was navigating through all these snakes. In reality, the Warrior was fearful of the snakes. Behind the scenes, Roberts told the Ultimate Warrior how to move in the room without the snakes legitimately biting him. Roberts told Warrior to shuffle his feet, but Warrior began to really panic and began quickly stepping through the snakes, getting bit several times in the process. (laughs) I told Uh, you, I told you not to. (laughs) And I got that. It was from Ring the Damn Bell, uh, posted by Brain Damage (laughs) 1. It was back in like 2018, but that's so funny. Well, we can uh, we we can definitely believe uh, whatever brain damage one has to tell us. <laughs> so our leadoff hitter this week is actually the Berserker. Oh joy! Against Dave Millison, who definitely needs a haircut. Dave Milliken? No, Dave Millison. <laughs> was it Dave Milliken, the guy you said was uh, Fat Daniel Bryan? <laughs> no, 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 that was. Um, Mill- Milliken is the guy who does the championship belts. Uh, it was Jake Milliman who is oh uh, Jake Milliman, okay, fat out of shape Daniel Bryan. So uh, this guy kind of looks like the Berserker. Yeah, well his ha- his hair he looks like a lot of he looks like a fat guy from the seventies if the seventies had fat guys. Sure, you know what I mean. Like but there wasn't there wasn't as many fat people in the seventies. I know that. And you know you know why, don't you? Why? They were doing a lot of coke. <laughs> Do a little dance. Make a little love. Get down tonight. Berserker. I mean, he, he wasn't on SummerSlam. No. Yeah. Berserker really didn't make many pay per view appearances during his run, huh? Yeah, although he was the best guy on his team at Survivor Series '91, yeah. you know that that awesome team of him, Mustafa, Skinner, and Hercules. <laughs> yes, and I think he's in the '92 Rumble, right? He is, yeah, because like he, he's a perfect Royal Rumble guy because he's not a threat, but you can put him over as a threat because yeah. his finisher is literally throwing a guy over the top rope. Yeah, so he's not on WrestleMania Seven. He wasn't in the Rumble in '91 because he wasn't there yet, right? And then you had he wasn't on, he was on Survivor Series. Is he on Tuesday in Texas? No, because is he on Tuesday in Texas? No. Does he fight Brett? No, it's uh, Brett versus Skinner. Oh, that's right. Okay. Remember because of that line that annoys me, where Gorilla says oh, Skinner right. is, for all intents and purposes, undefeated here in the World Wrestling Federation that's right. that's after right. he'd fucking lost like the previous week on TV. I yeah, mean, that's right. Yeah. And then, all right. So then, and then he's on. He's not at WrestleMania eight. He's he's not at. Uh... Well, there was supposed to be a WrestleMania eight match between him and the British Bulldog. Yeah. 
But they fucked Davy Boy on that one. They fucked me. I'm fucked. I'm fucked. I'm fucked. I'm fucked. There, there's my man Fuji on the outside of the ring. You know. Fuji Lala. My, yes. my, my T-shirt with Mr. Fuji on it. So when you when you see somebody at a wrestling show with a Bobby Heenan, Mr. Fuji, Nassau Coliseum shirt, you can be assured that it's me. <laughs> because are, that's the only one of those shirts in yeah, existence. You're the only person who has that shirt. Yes. As we now go to the event center and Sean Mooney shook his head in disgust at the Berserker's antics. Oh, yeah. We kind of do know the Warriors' mental state, but only in retrospect. But after what has happened, who knows what could take place in the match made in hell? At the I wedding? <laughs> Will you stop it? <laughs> so our event centers are just SummerSlam, oh, and we, yeah. we're gonna we're gonna start with the natural disasters. Who I mean, I don't know, like these. Having watched so many of these, you start to realize how formulaic it is. Yeah, well, that's like, like how you predict DiBiase's pretty much to a T. Like, when, when it's one of Jimmy Hart's guys for an upcoming pay-per-view, Jimmy will, like, run down, like, what the show is, like, where it is taking place, and then just, you know, be quiet for a sec, and they'll talk. And right. I, I think that's pretty much how this promo goes. Natural disasters. Madison Square Garden, New York City, SummerSlam, bigger, better, and better than ever. Why? Because it's the Natural Disasters debut, baby. Andre the Giant, you're looking for some revenge for what happened to your knee. Well, now is not the time to do it. You should not be trying to interfere in our tag match against the Bushwhackers. If you try to interfere, you very well may have a double disaster. (laughs) The Big Man hit the Big Apple, the Natural Disasters, Bushwhackers. Whackers, Andre the Giant. The weather looks real bad in Madison Square Garden. Better up your disaster insurance because when the disasters come rolling over you, there won't be enough left to pick up. Jimmy <laughs> That was exactly the way I said it was going to be, and I didn't watch it beforehand. No. Tugboat with a uh, typhoon with his look. Look, Dusty, I'm a heel. I kind of wish there was a little I, – I wish there had been a little bit of a mini feud afterwards where, like, Hogan went up against the natural disasters. Yeah, Just, we'd, seen, we'd seen Hogan earthquake enough at that yeah, point. Yeah, but I, I really wanted to say – I don't know. Was I the only one in the, in the United States clamoring for a Hogan typhoon program? Uh, there were five or six other people from my <laughs> – to the best of my recollection. From what you understand. <laughs> All right, so uh, LOD, my question about them is, are we going to get uh, – we, we'll know we'll get something decent from Hawk usually, but Animal, will we get something, I don't know, realistic sounding, or are we going to get the third-grade book report? Rupert? I'm going to say book report. Okay. Nasty boys, Jimmy Hart, it's SummerSlam. What are you going to do? No DQ, no count out. I get you on my shoulders – Hook him on the top rope. Gives you that doomsday in the face. The belts go to the LOD. You know, I happen to like the comic strip Sergeant Snorkel and Beetle Bailey. Do you know what Beetle Bailey looks like after Sergeant Snorkel beats him up? Well, get used to the picture, nasty boys. I was not expecting a Beetle Bailey reference out of Hawk, but bravo, sir. 
Sergeant Snorkel? <laughs> I think that's the sergeant from the Beetle Bailey uh, comic strip. I haven't read Beetle Bailey in like 15 years. Wow. But, you know. Yeah, yeah, Sergeant First Class Orville P. Snorkel. Huh. I I I didn't consider that third grade book report stuff. No, I mean it was borderline, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say that it wasn't in that case. Oh, Sergeant Snorkel's the guy, like the main guy. Yeah. Oh, I th- I didn't know who that was. I didn't know that guy's name. I just oh okay, yeah. He kind of looks like uh I don't know. He looks like he looks like Brian Nobbs actually. That's, oh, that's pretty well, impressive. Oh, so a good looking <laughs> good looking guy is what you're saying. <laughs> What are these sneakers? Did you ever British have Knights. British Knights. Oh, British Knights. The shoes with diamonds in them. <laughs> yeah, they were a thing for a hot second, weren't they? Oh, an M&M's commercial from the it's M&M's from the 1990s with a commercial from the 1960s. It looks like. I think that would be the 50s because it appears to be in black and white. But it's true. Well, let's think about it. The the 90s are as close to the 60s as we are to the 90s. This was back when there was. Only two flavors of M and M's. There was M and M's regular and M and M's with chalk with peanut butter in them. Well, you know, people, uh, the science in 1991 wasn't oh, there no. to have a wider variety. It was a third one, the peanut butter. Oh, it's another uh, smooth. Calrissian Cal- Cal- for uh, Cole 45. You know, I watched Jedi last night. Ah, and I got to tell you, that movie raises a lot of questions that that need answering. Yeah, yeah. Not not as many questions as why is Lando Calrissian wearing. Uh, Han Solo's clothes <laughs> at the end of, of Empire Strikes Back. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe something untoward took place. Exactly. But the question that I have about Jedi, and I always I always kind of rag on the fact that uh, let, um, Han gains 25 pounds encased in carbonite. <laughs> it comes out fatter somehow. <laughs> and and apparently that weight was taken directly from Princess Leia, who lost 25 pounds of cocaine weight while in Jabba the Hutt's, you know, employ. <laughs> but, like, here you got fucking Yoda, who lives to 900 years old, and he just happens to fucking die when Luke comes over. Sure. I mean, talk about losing the will to live. Like, you know you're kind of an annoying little prick when... The guy who survived 900 years yep. just drops dead on your watch. Well, hasn't that ever happened to you where you're hanging out with somebody and you go, God, I just wish I could die right now. This is such a boring conversation. That's what Yoda did. <laughs> sleep. Forever sleep. <laughs> That's going to be my new code word when I'm over at somebody's house. And I'm like, I just want to get the fuck out of here. Sleep. Forever sleep. <laughs> you should just go. I want to Yoda myself right now. Um, oh. Oh, speaking of dying, here's Texas Tornado. <laughs> and you're going to plot when you see his opponent. <laughs> I, no, you think I'm kidding. What no, is this, this picture here made him look like he had fake teeth and they were falling out? <laughs> well, you know, meth does certain things. but Isn't, isn't that the CM Punk shirt right there? Oh, yeah. It's it's Carrie's ringer shirt that CM Punk ripped off. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. All right. Yeah, I was the, hoping that we would hear Finkel, but it is the Duke of Dorchester, Pete Doherty. Duke of Dorchester. Era, Duke of Dorchester, era. <laughs> era, uh, I want to go and get myself some chicken wings and some uh, sirloin 
steak tips. <laughs> the best steak tips in all of Massachusetts. <laughs> Did you watch that Good Time Emporium commercial that Mike Crockett posted to his YouTube? Oh my God, I love that commercial. That's my. That's one of the best. <laughs> the steak tips here are the best. It's like the great commercial. That ranks up there with the friggin' New England Aquarium commercial from back in the 70s. I can walk like a penguin. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what the hell's wrong with it. <laughs> uh, I lived in the 80s, and I was a kid then, and I watched a lot of TV. That's what's wrong with me. Pete Doherty, look at this guy. Are you freaking serious? It, it's like he's in some sort of time warp. It's like he thought he was working the all-star wrestling tapings in 76. Pete Doherty going to the school of the Sandman. <laughs> I, like, I like how he's going to roll out and take a powder during an enhancement match. Of course, Kerry, Kerry needs a blow here. And I just want to just want to be clear. A blow. He doesn't need blow. That was his whole problem in the first place. Yeah! Wow, a lot of drug talk on this week's show. Sure. I, I, I apologize. I mean, yeah. Pete's already saying he's so smart because he took a powder. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, where would you would you rank Pete Doherty as like an Iron Mike Sharp? So he's like a uh, he's a a bigger enhancement talent than just a regular enhancement. T- like he's a is he a jobber to the stars kind of guy or no? I have a soft. I, I I would go job it to the stars with Doherty because he's a Boston guy and he make he makes me laugh. Now he doesn't make me laugh when he had that announcing stint. Like I I I, I did not enjoy the three man team of Pritchard McGurk and Pete Doherty. Like like that was that was no good. But it is. I, I don't know. I, I I forever find him amusing. Oh, Claw by, yeah. by Terry. Of course, I'm pretty sure he did that the last time we saw him as well. I I just want to say, can we go back? Because Howard Finkel was giving us the uh, flyby thing, the flyby announcements, where the yeah, is going to be. You know, I I listened, and it was like All white, right. it was White Plains, New York. It was All not right. anything worth listening to. I was going to say I wanted to see if we could play the game, but if you already played the game, this is a long uh, claw hold. Okay, let's go. Discus punch. And Doherty just goes down straight. He doesn't uh, go down and spin the wrong way. Oh, carry hook in the leg. Yeah, the well. Leg and the arm. Right, hey, you're going to need to hook legs, hook tights to put away Pete Doherty. Sure. Oh, poor Kerry. Yeah. Tragic figure. I, I, I do have sympathy for him. I mean, you know, a lot of his problems he might have brought on himself, but that doesn't mean I can't still feel bad for him. So now we're going to the update segment, and I think you know the way that these things would go. They would, they would, whatever happened the previous week, yeah, they would put something in there of like, oh, um, uh, th- this happened, and let's talk about it, and maybe we'll get a promo. So you re- you recall what happened on the last GFA live, right? Uh, yes, I yes. do. But so you we're don't gonna wanna... get oh, no. more on. The... Oh, I was just gonna say we will get we'll get more on that. What I always found funny, and I have mentioned this before, but I always find it funny that they say from the from the pages of the World Wrestling Federation magazine, yeah, nothing so, me and yeah. Gene ever talked about was ever in the World Wrestling Federation magazine. 
Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. I mean, I think that they just want it was a promotional for the I magazine. Know. Yeah. Yes. Do you buy Coliseum Home Videos World Tour 1991? Hey, yeah, we watched that, I think. Pretty sure. Last week, right here on the Superstars of Wrestling, Bobby the Brain Heenan rocked the World Wrestling Federation with his insinuation that the great Ric Flair may be joining the WWF once his current contract expires. Now, the great Ric Flair, Mean Gene was just talking about his drinking. He was not talking about anything. Mean Gene has a twinkle in his eye. He's like, oh, finally, somebody who can keep up with me in the bars on the road. Really? I mean, <laughs> aside from Kevin Nash, maybe, I don't know if there's anybody that could drink as hard as friggin' Mean Gene. Mean Gene must have been sad when Andre stopped coming around. <laughs> I think Andre was like in his own separate division from everybody else from a drinking <laughs> perspective. <laughs> he was. There's because, like literally nobody in his weight class. No, there was nobody al- Nobody around could drink as much as Andre. And I think many, many nights Mean Gene had to try and probably close the bar down with Andre, but just, I always just picture like Andre sitting there and then Mean Gene just passes out and like Andre just, oh, and he picks him <laughs> up by the belt and he just carries him like he's luggage. <laughs> what, one, of, one of my favorite Heenan stories that he tells is when he was managing Ric Flair in the very beginning. Oof. And he's like, ah, I couldn't keep up with him. It was like managing Larry Flint. <laughs> <laughs> so Heenan knew Heenan knew there was some problematic shit yeah. going on by the scenes. Knew, Heenan knew Heenan knew that Ric Flair liked to show himself to stewardesses mm-hmm. <laughs> or flight attendants. Well, let's go back to last week and take a listen. Now you want to compare this belt to Hulk Hogan's? Yep. <laughs> that would be like comparing ice cream to horse manure. You want to compare the man that wears this belt to Hulk Hogan? <laughs> that would be like comparing ice cream to horse manure. You see. Hulk Hogan is the World Wrestling Federation champion. The man that owns this belt is the real champion, Ric Flair. Oh, yeah, that, that, was, that was the superstars version, but it was pretty much the same as the, what he said on Challenge. I mean, he's not wrong. He's not wrong because, in reality, Ric Flair is the real world champion. Because don't forget, the NWA did not recognize the World Wrestling Federation champion and vice versa. So I think he's right there. I think that Ric Flair is the real world's champion of professional wrestling. Yes, but the WWF is not a member of the National Wrestling Alliance. Correct. So theref- therefore, it's 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 two separate worlds. I mean, I can't put into words just how big this was at the time for for oh, 12-year-old me. I mean, it was like, all right, finally we're going to we're going to have this dream match and we get a follow-up promo from Heenan, which hopefully he drops the ice cream and horse manure references because it, it kind of makes me not want to eat ice cream. Mm. And, and, and that's that I'm lactose tolerant, so that's that's not a good thing. It makes me want to not eat horse manure. I mean, but that's, you know, <laughs> I don't usually have that problem. <laughs> what, what, what are you saying? <laughs> well, the big noise you heard last week was not a sonic boom. It was everyone's jaw dropping when they heard the news that Ric Flair may be headed to the World Wrestling Federation. And I just might become his advisor. And Hogan, you should be a little concerned. You should be extremely concerned because you know it, I know it, and everyone knows that this belt belongs to the real world's champion, Ric Flair. Oh, amazing. Love it. 
I just I love how I love how when he came and like and then Vince was so freaked out about everybody going to WCW with his championships. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah they they did not. They did not think it forward on this one. They're like, no. oh, yeah, they might they might try and avenge this someday because Vince thought he was uh, totally bulletproof. Yeah, Vince was thinking like, ah, nobody's going to want to leave me. Yeah. Yeah. You got the, uh, the milk ad where a dude's getting bullied by a Judd oh, Nelson yeah. sort of character. Yeah, and then he drinks milk, and the next thing you know, he's an Adonis. <laughs> That's not true. I drink milk. I'm a big fat ass. <laughs> Oh, it pays to be thick. Yeah. That's what she said. Does it, body good. Yeah, great. That's waffly. Hey, dude, Is that the same guy? <laughs> In this... Yeah, how about these... Oh, no. He's oh, not... it's a sick commercial! <laughs> all, all, the mit- all the milk gave him acne. You've got time. Time to what? Oxycutal. Yes, Oxycute pimples with Oxypads. Boy, that voiceover guy made bank over the years. Yes, he sure did. I'm pretty sure he had uh like like movie trailers or whatever as actually, well that kind of sounds like don pardo like from Saturday yeah Night. yeah i think i think it might be actually oh, ladies and gentlemen your guest your host shy labouf <laughs> oh we got the uh, victory anabolic anabolic mass. it says anabolic yep. anabolic it. <laughs> yep we, we don't we don't care who's on trial or, or anything do you remember going into like a GNC? Had you ever gone into a GNC? Yeah, there was one in the Woburn Mall back in the day. Oh, oh, look, it, there's Vince Macho and Piper's pile of cocaine. Oh, oh my God. That's a lot of coke. Yeah, at GNC, they would have that powder that was like the weight gain, and it led to that Simpsons thing when Homer was trying to gain weight. He bought a jar of it. Oh, for you, this stuff doesn't work. <laughs> Weight gain. Do you see that? All that coke. Oh, yeah. What was the it, shape it, it, of? What was the shape of outline. Eric? Oh, oh, oh look at this. Skinner. Why is Skinner allowed to bring a knife to the ring? Oh, know, Mario but, Mancini. But Mario Mancini should be concerned. <laughs> Mario Mancini. I think this is Skinner's debut. Really? I think it is. Yeah. Wow. Because what's funny is we oh, yeah. don't have Piper saying, that's Steve Kern. <laughs> I don't know if Piper knew who Steve Kern was. I'm sure that they were in the same place at the same time. Piper worked Florida at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, apparently there's no knife in there. He's going to have Skinner... Oh, go ahead. Do you think Skinner had a first name? Uh, uh, Seymour. Seymour Skinner? Okay, good. Yeah. As long as that's... All right, that's good. Well, it wasn't Jeff. I know that. <laughs> Jeff. That's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a joke for all you hockey fans out there. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Skinner? Yes. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that he got to play a character that he, that he liked playing, but uh, sure. it's certainly a weird character. It is a weird character. It's not a bad character, though. It's just a weird character. It's an animal abuse character. <laughs> when you, the MSPCA, yeah. why weren't they up his ass for this uh, debut? This is, this is true. Yeah. Oh, we get a 
Oh, it's yeah. a promo. And it begins with a friggin' tobacco spit. You don't get that often. Yeah. Not allowed in most Major League <laughs> Baseball stadiums. Mm-hmm. <laughs> bird on the windowsill. <laughs> See the pretty little bird. Pretty little Bill. I fed him some crumbs, and I fed him some bread, and I smashed his pretty little head. <laughs> yeah, he's very cartoonish. I think Skinner and Dan Spivey, when he was Waylon Mercy, would have been a great tag team. Yeah, it'd certainly be interesting. They'd have uh, common interests in Florida. Yeah. Scorpion death drop of sorts. I like the guy in the front row who's wearing a white shirt that just says 69 on it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a very Worcester thing. Oh, I don't know about <laughs> that. We're getting on top of him right there. He looked like he was getting on hey. top to ride him. But this hey, guy. Ma- Mario Mancini. I mean, come on. It's Mario Mancini, but this guy, this guy, you know, he got a lot of side tail from obviously from Stan Lane. Oh, he got spillover pussy like nobody's business. He probably led the American League in spillover pussy for the decade of the 80s. <laughs> I don't know. The record keeping for that stat during that era was a little bit spotty. I think if I was able to go to like an autograph signing with Steve Kern, I would ask him if he got spillover, <laughs> how much spillover pussy he got. Because you know me, I love to ask like questions that just make that are so awkward that they bother the person. So I would yeah. love to just ask, how much spillover pussy did you get on the reg? <laughs> Uh, five five nights a week. So we're, we're back in the event center. Ooh, do you see behind uh, Mooney's head there? The war, the warlord <laughs> is on all the TVs. <laughs> oh, our patron saint, our new patron saint. He, he, well, I don't want to call him that because I, the Laps fan claimed him as patron saint a while oh. ago. But, uh, right. but well, they've kind of evolved past that, haven't he's they? He's our hero. Let's say he's a hero of Oz. <laughs> Yeah, he's also probably the most likely guy that we could get for an interview on this. <laughs> uh, except uh, he'd probably be like, what the fuck is the matter with these two guys? Why are you obsessed with that one fucking match I had with Hulk Hogan? Hey, uh, because High point of his singles career ever, yeah. We need to know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so we're, we're back at the event center, but again, it's only for SummerSlam. Are going to be on the line as well. In one encounter, Brett the Hitman Hart, he will challenge Mr. Perfect for the Intercontinental Belt. Let's Brace yourself because you're going to get perfect in coach. Yep. The- so be careful. For, yep. Prepare for a whistle. From both sides. Ah. This is the coach. Hey, Hart, SummerSlam against Mr. Perfect for the WWF Intercontinental Belt. Let me see what you got. Show Mr. Coach, Perfect what you coach, got. Let's coach. see it, man. It's always good when the heel has to interrupt his fucking terrible promo by his manager. Just, just, just calm down, coach. Calm down. Hey, shut the fuck up. <laughs> A lot of history has been made at SummerSlam in the past. Brett the Hitman Hart. The excellence of execution. I will give you that. You know all the right moves and you know when to do them. If there's anybody that can compete with Mr. Perfect Hart, I'm going to give it to you. You're the man. But all them great moves and all them great holds that you possess, no matter how great you are, you're close to perfect, Bret Hart. But you're not Mr. Perfect. Boom. You know, Mic drop. For you, Mr. Perfect. You've been a great World Wrestling Federation Intercontinental Champion for a long time. 
but we step in the ring in the SummerSlam. Ding. Ding. I know. Respect all and fear none. And I don't fear you, Mr. Perfect. We're evenly matched in a lot of ways. We're about the same height. We're about the same age. Pound for pound, we're pretty evenly matched. But there's a line of hope that pulls you through the fear. And when I step in the ring, in the SummerSlam. Ding. Ding. (laughs) Yes. I've got the one hope, and that's the title shot against you. Against. I'm going to take you, Mr. Perfect. I'm going to prove that you're not so perfect after all. And I'm going to prove that the Intercontinental Championship belt is going to fit perfectly around my waist. Well, good for him. See, you don't hate him at that point because he didn't have the belt, so he wasn't referring to it as his. Correct. It just really bothered me that he just wanted his belt back. Hmm. And I always felt like Roddy should have just given him the belt and just still been the Intercontinental. That's an angle that we need to run. Is we need to run like a person who gets the belt but isn't really the champion. Well, didn't they kind of do that with the money in the bank when uh, Corbin stole it? Yeah, but they were trying, I think, say that like Corbin might have cashed it in, you know, or something. I think I don't know. I I really didn't pay much attention because it was Baron Corbin. Um, Although, even though it was, even though it was my uh, my cousin who was the one he was going up against, I should have listened, you know. Your cousin? Yeah, Big E. Oh, that's right. Yes. (laughs) Sorry, I, I I forgot. Yeah, I forgot. I, I they took away his last name seven years ago. That I, I forget that he, he too is a Langston. He's maybe Vince shouldn't be taking away, uh, you know, last names of people of color. <laughs> Actually, it's my worst fear that Vince is going to give some shitty gimmick and give them like my last name. So, <laughs> like that that's that's the last thing I friggin' need. Is the another like plumber gimmick? And his name is like. No, T.L. Hopper was the best name for it. What would be a good Winston last name? Like, kind of like, I don't know, what, a, a pussy? Like somebody who's a real, like, who's a real afraid person because he's always wincing in fear kind of thing? <laughs> no, it's uh, Dar Winson Hernandez, yes. Can, can, can we talk about uh, yesterday's Red Sox-Yankees game that I was at? And sure. apparently on camera several times. Yes. Uh, so they bring in Darwinson to pitch to Anthony Rizzo, and he promptly fucking plunks him on the knee. Yep. And I said, I said to somebody, "It's like he better get this guy out, or else uh, the Stanton at bat has Grand Slam written all over it." And sure enough, you know, first first at bat, <laughs> for I mean, first pitch goes approximately eight hundred thousand feet. Yeah. It is still traveling. I think believe it just crossed the Canadian border. I do too. It's going to end up over in, uh, it's going to end up at the Rogers center soon. I think, uh, my brother did that one time. I think with a, with a grand slam that David Ortiz hit, he was at a Red Sox game and he just went, he goes, I bet watch David Ortiz going to hit a home run right here. And like David Ortiz, like first swing as a drive deep to right. It was just, it was crazy. Mm -hmm. So that's good that you predicted that. I'm very proud of you. We got a Legion of doom coming out now. And I don't know who the opponent is going to be. Amazing how they keep finding these people in the front row with the T-shirt of the people that are yeah. in the ring. Yeah. It tells me that's stock footage. Almost almost like it's a setup of some kind. <laughs> oh, Dwayne Gill and Barry Hardy. Now that's a fucking tag team right yeah. there. I'd have to say that the matchup here is fairly even. <laughs> I think so. 
I mean, Let's... did how many how many times did Hawk or Animal win the hardcore title? <laughs> how long does this match last? I'm gonna say it's over now. <laughs> well, uh, there's poor poor Gil taking a press slam to the outside so that they could film it for Wrestling Challenge. That just doesn't seem fun. Actually, they had to take out Warrior out of the Wrestling Challenge intro, dumping a guy to the floor like that. I'm pretty sure that they just replaced it with that one of Hawk dumping Gil to the floor. When you first said that they had to take Warrior out, I thought you were talking about now. And I was going to say, what did he wrestle like Chris Benoit or something as like an enhancement uh-huh. talent at one point? Uh-huh. Well, I'm just asking. I mean, you know, some of these guys do start off as enhancement talents. McFoley, the Hardys, you know. Yes. Um, uh, so I was trying to listen to the. Uh, you know, oh, sorry. Oh, no, no, no. The Howard Finkel read. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know where it's for, but I do like that the first name that he shouts out is somebody who is going to be there. Yeah. Let's see. In White Plain. Other great stars that will be appearing include Jim the Anvil Nightheart. He'll on the tights that night. You'll also see the Orient Express and Tag Team action. And uh, perhaps for the opponent of the Big Boss Man. The Westchester County Center. All right, so they're getting Boss Man, Orient Express, and Jim the Anvil Nightheart. It's like, well, yeah. that shit has C-Show written all over it. Oh, my God. He's going to yeah. don the tights. Oh, a Nasty Boys promo. Your favorite thing in the whole wide world. They look pretty hard to beat. Are you kidding me? Oh, they think they're so bad. Well, they're just not nasty. L.O.D. in one week. It's going to be your last trip to Nastyville. And you're leaving without the gold. <laughs> ah. <laughs> I have to say, Dwayne Gill is uh, one hell of an enhancement talent. Just getting, getting his ass kicked. He's... He's getting the shit kicked out of him right now. This isn't fun at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is almost like a person going up against Bru- Bruiser Brody. Yes. Like, who wants to go up against Brody? That's what I mean. Like, just about, like, I, I can't imagine that the LOD was working as safe as a guy like Yokozuna was, allegedly. You know? Well, uh, I'll have to be honest with you. I would go up against Brody in 1991. I'd, I'd like my chances in that. Pete, why did you have to say that? What was that? What was that power slam on your uh, DiBiase Sawyer scale? I'm going to give it a six. <laughs> I mean, uh, it, it didn't exactly capture my imagination and want to. <laughs> Go forth, skipping through the park because I have just witnessed greatness in its purest form. Whenever you, uh, whenever you do your your scales, like your Sawyer scale or your China scale, it just makes me think that there's like a little, like the DiBiase Sawyer scale makes me think that there's six little Ted DiBiases doing the sum, doing this power slam. <laughs> yeah. I don't, has Has Gil been in this match the entire time? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. Well, I mean, that's going to be... Oh, wow. The uh, Doomsday device, he went up and over for it. Yeah. Quality. You you know it was a massacre when, like, the tag team partner doesn't even come in to threaten to break up the pin. Right. He's like, ah, you know what? I've seen enough. <laughs> WAAF shirt spotted in the crowd. Oh, yeah. RIP 107.3. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> oh, Savage. Ooh, yeah, what a rush. Yeah. Look at that. Oh, my God. That's so dangerous. Yeah. Oh. A uh, Listerine ad. It sure does. I like how Listerine kills germs was a second round knockout. Like it didn't knock it out in the first round. What the fuck? Uh, unless That's you're a... telling me that it was like Hagler Hearns in the first round and it was this heavy back and forth. I don't know. Yeah. Do you remember regular Listerine? I hated like regular Listerine. I'm, I'm assuming Listerine now has like a winter cream. Oh, Chi Chi Rodriguez. There's your buddy for, ne- for Nestle crunch. The, the greatest drawer of the senior tour during the time period. Nestle crunch. Crunchy. <laughs> Crunchy. Crunchy. Oh, oh Joe, Joe Montana. <laughs> Why is he in this commercial? He was injured and out that whole season. Fucking Joe Montana. Yeah. For LA gear. <laughs> yeah. LA gear is like rust. It creeps up on you. At first you don't notice it. Then you pretend it's not there. Then your door falls off its hinges. That's that's Ronald Reagan Jr. You're smarter than they think. More than just talk. The Ron Reagan show. Weeknight that Yeah. It's an ad for the Ron Reagan show. Wow. That's pretty funny that I recognize Ron Reagan Jr. like just in his 1990s garb. Well, I mean, Who the he, hell is was... a, he is a public figure. Yeah, but he wasn't like he wasn't as much of a public figure as well. He was probably the probably up to that. Well, no, I think there were other children of politicians who were more famous. I mean, don't forget. Uh, was was Chris Farley? Uh, was Chris Farley? Mario Cuomo's son, who ended up being, I think, the current Cuomo. No, it I'm was uh, no, it was uh, Giuliani's son. Oh, it was Giuliani's son. Yeah, okay. which is, which is somehow worse. I mean, Rudy Giuliani got banned from Fox News. I mean, that, that <laughs> like, how do you, how do you get banned from there when it's not like it's the highest possible standard? It's uh, uh, oh God, I remember those skits. <laughs> Giuliani's son. I just remember because Chris Foley would be doing cartwheels. <laughs> yes. We're gonna oh, do jumping jacks. Well, actually, I know that. No, that was uh, Newt Gingrich that he I was. I miss that. I miss that. I miss that man. I miss Chris Foley so much. God, we talked about that during last week, right? Just yes. how much we miss him. Yeah. Oh God, he was so. Funny. Well, I saw. I saw a Tommy Boy earlier today as well. Can we stop this cruel game? I mean, we get another SummerSlam report, and <laughs> I didn't screen this to see who the promos are. Yeah, but uh, I'd assume that it's not going to be repeats from earlier. But I mean, we've kind of—I mean, how many different ways can you promote this card? I mean, we're kind of seeing that firsthand. Yeah, I would say I want to see the Triangle of Terror. It looks like I bet you we're going to get a Triangle of Terror promo. I wish that we had gotten Savage and Liz promos on the wedding, cutting promos on each other. I yeah. love you. No, I love you. No, I love you more. Can we get uh, more people talking about whether or not Savage, it was a good idea that Savage get married? <laughs> yeah, somebody should have been there to talk him out of it, I think. Oh, here we go, Hogan. All right, Hogan, fresh off beating the Warlord, so he, frankly, he's never felt bigger. No. Yeah. Well, you know something, people. 
<laughs> you know something, people. <laughs> I would I would pay a thousand dollars for Hulk Hogan to for a Hulk Hogan promo. You know something, people. <laughs> Ever since WrestleMania 7, you and I have been to hell and back again with Sergeant Slaughter and his core. And that's why at Madison Square Garden, SummerSlam has to be named the Mass Made in Hell. But first things first, Sid Justice, big man, you better call it like you see it. 50-50, brother. Otherwise, you too will just be another casualty of war. And as far as you go, Slaughter, Adnan and Mustafa, the way you're lying around basking in your glory, you act like you've already won SummerSlam. But what you don't realize is just because the ultimate one was bitten by Jake's biggest python. Oh. Wait, what does that mean? (laughs) He wasn't bitten. He was bitten by, once again, Hogan getting a little blue here. He wasn't bitten by a python, Hogan. Just because Warrior finally let his true colors come out, dude, and showed the whole world that he really likes the snake. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Hogan is very tan here. He, he must he have is. just got out of the salon. He's not going to be laid up. He stole the energy from the poisons and the toxins from the snake, man. <laughs> Does that count? Does that count? <laughs> that, that counts. <laughs> that's, that's six. <laughs> Can we can we discuss why Hogan is wearing a plain red bandana? What the fuck's going on here? I, he also has on. I don't know. You can't really tell because it's not. He he's dressed like he's rip uh, rip torn or whatever his name was. Rip was it rip torn? What was his name? And rip rip Thomas. Rip Thomas. He's dressed like rip Thomas because he's got on the red bandana and black pants. But you can't tell the black pants because he's got the belt on, so you can't really tell. But when they first show up, when they first cut to him in the promo, you could clearly tell he's wearing black spandex pants. They're shooting Hogan from the waist up. It's like when Elvis was on the Ed Sullivan show. They're like he's got too much thunder down there to to have a full body ankle. And when we get to SummerSlam, he's going to be twice as powerful as ever. So with the Warriors and the Hulkamaniacs united as, as one, we will be the strongest force in the universe. And what you going to do when the Hulkster and the Warrior destroy you? Yeah, the black pants are weird. Oh, good. We do get a triangle of terror promo. God, do we need to? <laughs> we absolutely do. Although, okay. the, thing, the thing I don't like about this at this point in time and i want to see if this interview uh disproves my point um did you notice that adnan started speaking less and less i think slaughter drew a lot of his power from adnan talking (laughs) okay is it that absurd no i mean he is he is the general Ultimate puke! You got bit! <laughs> At SummerSlam, right around the corner! Well, aren't you gonna be in some great shape when you step in that ring? Hulk Hogan, what you gonna do oh. when your partner is laying around wishing that he wasn't there? And you, Sid Justice, all we want you to do is stand out of our way and let us do it our way at SummerSlam. Slaughter rules. Hulk Hogan is going to finally come to Judgment Day for you because my trio is going to finally destroy Hulkamania once and for all. Yeah, Adnan doesn't get to speak. What the hell? I feel like Slaughter had a missed opportunity there with, he could have said, Slaughter rules and Hulk Hogan drools. 
But that's just me. <laughs> the slaughterhouse rules. Yes. The slaughterhouse. <laughs> it's going to be a Kurt Vonnegut match. <laughs> I don't think we're getting Brett and Perfect promos no, because we already we don't had get, that. We don't need a nasty boys. We saw them on the show already. Oh, we have to get a Bushwhackers Andre promo. Well, that would be nice, ideally. Yeah. I, I want a Roma Warlord uh, Hercules promo. You know, we never got that. Yeah. We never got we never got the Doctor Style slick. Oh. Well, to my to my knowledge, but we are going Dibiase every every week he would get one of these because you know it was it was a very easy character to throw on there. Sure. Yeah. And if I should play it, yes. For Monday, it's SummerSlam, Virgil. And like the old saying goes, the buck stops here. I understand you reserved a black stretch limousine mm-hmm. to take you to SummerSlam. Well, you may show up at a black stretch, but you're going to leave in a yellow cab. <laughs> that's, that's, Uh-oh. You know what that's like? That's what? like when Mitt Romney left. Uh, when Mitt Romney lost the presidential election, he had... <laughs> He showed up at the event, and he had all his like Secret Service and everything at the at the you know at the ball or whatever. And then when they announced that he lost the election, allegedly they all just left. <laughs> oh so, yeah, like, yeah. He had no way of getting home. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, can you imagine like Mitt Romney having to call an Uber? <laughs> well, the same thing happened at my wedding, where, where like I kind of forgot to figure out how I would get from the reception back to the. Um, oh yeah. So like. So so Meryl just had to drive my uh, my wife and I. Now we got Virgil here, which means we're on Mama Said Knock You Out alert. Yes. Hey, DiBiase, I'm going to catch the train down to Madison Square Garden. But at SummerSlam when I beat you, man. I like how that was the problem that he had with DiBiase. No, I'm actually taking the train. I didn't rent a car. I'm not a stupid person. <laughs> I'm not taking a black stretch limousine. I'm taking the train. What do you think? Which I'm an you... asshole, Ted? You think I'm going to pay for a stretch limo? Come on. I haven't won anything yet. Virgil definitely seems like a guy who doesn't count his chickens before they hatch. <laughs> no, definitely not. I'm going to tip your limo driver so nicely, he's going to take me down and ride me down to Broadway, and you and Shuri going to be catching a cab. Shuri. Oh. Uh, I like how he says Shuri. You think when he went to Broadway, he saw like a show? Um, like he went and saw Cats. <laughs> we have, you know what? You know how like Virgil has like that thing where he whores himself out for anything. I would sure. like to go see uh, Cats with yeah. Virgil. That that would be that would be fun. I can't believe they signed this one. It's going to be a jailhouse match between the Mountie and the Big Boss Man. The loser spends the night at the big house. Let's hear from these men. Oh, good. Yes. I do. I do wish we were getting one of the Mountie vignettes where he um, where where he's talking about, like, what what's going to happen with boss man. And uh, I don't know what the heck. Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, sorry to break kayfabe here, folks, but yes. uh, the guy for the Ravens just hit a field goal that was like 66 yards to win that game. <laughs> an, an insanely long field goal. I think it's I, the longest one in NFL history. I actually don't. Oh wow, that's crazy. I don't yeah. have. I don't have that on. I was watching the end of the Pats game where, sadly, the Patriots, the the Mac Jones error is not starting off to as uh, as as I think we had all hoped. <laughs> yeah. Uh, We'll make this a, a brief Vinny Vegas corner here. 
How about fucking blocking for the guy? Or how about having him throw more than 10 yards downfield? I mean, at least try it. It's very, very, very bothersome. <sighs> anyway, uh, also, fuck you to the Kansas City Chiefs for killing my three-team teaser. Yeah. <laughs> Just straight up murdering it. Like, they basically left the dogs in the enclosed yard is, is, is what they did. They might as well have just sent me a text with that. You know, watch. They'll probably complete the Hail Mary and win the game. All right, they didn't. So. You know, Virgil's only $80 on Cameo. Is it worth getting a Virgil Cameo no. for him to no. just say, Mama knock you out? <laughs> no, no. I The whole goal of this podcast that I've been doing uh, far less frequently recently is to find that promo. <laughs> and you'd be like, okay, Pete, well, why are you doing Jim Crockett shows from 83? It's like, well, it's all part of the journey. I don't know if it if somebody inserted it into another show, you know, as a way to mess with me. You, you never know. You, anything can happen here in the World Wrestling Federation. World Wrestling Federation. <laughs> all right. It's, it's, it's a Mountie promo. Mountie, we've established, is clearly outshining boss Mountie. man. In this beauty, just one week away, Matty, and we're gonna prove to the whole world that the only law and order in the World Wrestling Federation is the Mounties Law and Order. And Big Boss Man, you're going to jail. Big Boss Man, I'm tired of seeing you run from me. But your running days are coming to an end, uh. and your hard time serving days are just beginning. Because the Mountie always gets his man, and Big Boss Man. The Mountie is gonna put you in jail. Your your running days are over. <laughs> hey, don't forget, in 1991, Boss Man lost a ton of weight and he was running around chasing after people. So that's forget. true. Boss Man was in the best shape of his life in 1991. It it also makes me think of a move or a certain movie scene that actually involves Mounties from The Untouchables. Ah. When they're at when they're at the bridge on the on the border, and uh, at, at the end the the kind of bookkeeper guy is trying to run away, and Connery just fires his gun in there. All right, enough of this running shit. <laughs> <laughs> Connery's just had enough. SummerSlam, one week away. Oh, all right. Will Bossman call him Mountie or Canadian Mountie? Ooh. I'm up uh, for prop. I'm up for prop bets on everything right now. <laughs> I think he's gonna say Canadian Mountie. Okay. No more chances for a parole. No more chances for appeal. Stays of execution are up. Mountie, it's gonna make me ah. feel real good to make you feel real bad because you're going to jail, punk. God, I am so. Maybe, you know, maybe they is, t- maybe they told him not to say it. I don't know. I'm re- I'm really depressed at the fact of how bad I am. And guessing shit now like i mean i can't guess anything anymore in wrestling i am so <laughs> terrible what you didn't guess the time limit draw between ramen head and uh danielson no and i put all my money on goldberg to beat reigns the other day or to beat oh. Bron- uh, bobby lashley oh <laughs> is that uh is that at the uh, crown jewel come on he has to have oh, what's that scene where Krusty bet it all on the on the Washington. He's spinning the ball on his finger for God's sake! You, you bet on the generals? I thought they would do. Well, I, I salute the Buffalo Bills for taking care of business today. Apparently, not all teams could do that, but you know. I'm sorry to hear that, buddy. Yeah. Oh, we got Hogan again. Old H H. He's wearing white pants as well. 
beach each. But it's before yeah, but he, Labor Day. He's wearing white khakis on the beach while he's painting. I just like that he has Reichard in his painting in his painting supposed, box. Yeah, we're supposed to believe that fucking Hogan, who is like never stops talking about his physique, is going to the beach wearing a collared shirt? Come on. Come on. I'll suspend disbelief for a lot of stuff, but not that. Is it on Venice Beach? No, I, I doubt it. I, I don't. I don't think that there's a rock formation quite like that. Ah. Of odoriferous emanations. After all, a true artiste should be remembered for his inspiration, not his perspiration. Right guard sports stick. The great thing is that Hogan thought he was so great doing this. Like, I, oh God, this I, I'm going to get all. I'm going to get a Clio out of this or something. Oh. <laughs> they're going to send me. They're going to give me the script to Shawshank soon. I really wish that we could get that Hogan painting. I was supposed to be one of the sisters, brother, but <laughs> oh, he <laughs> plans, Boggs. plans changed. <laughs> he could have played Boggs. That would yeah. have been awesome. Boggs would have been great. <laughs> Ain't you going to scream, brother? <laughs> yeah, I just want a shot-for-shot shot remake of the Shawshank. Why? Because it was a good movie? No, because I just want to cast Hulk Hogan as Boggs. The silly problem is is that Hogan even said when they talked about Boggs getting beat up, he went, that's not going to work for me, brother. <laughs> Two things yeah. happened. The sisters never laid their hands on Andy Dufresne again, and Boggs decided to go to WCW. <laughs> yeah, it would have been 94, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Boggs. Get the hottest furniture around. Yeah, a, a, a room plus a furniture place it's a very 1991 stylistically room uh, <laughs> I'm just starting to think I'm starting to think now of of professional wrestlers who you would cast in iconic roles and like could we get could, could we get like The Undertaker starring as uh as Ted Levine's character in Sons of the Lambs as mm. Buffalo Bill. <laughs> yeah, that, uh, I, I could see that work it as well. Solution the skin or else it gets the hose again. <laughs> All right, it's a Jimmy Snooker match on the A show in August of 1991. Can you believe it? This has to be a feature matchup. Who's he fighting? Brooklyn Brawler. Oh my god, this is actually a squash match? Yeah, this is something out of like 1983 what? championship wrestling. What is this? Wasn't Jimmy Snooker pretty much done at this point? Well, I mean, he, he turns up at the 92 Rumble, but I think that might have been uh, that might have been it at that point. Good to see he shaved that facial hair he had at WrestleMania 7. Well, it was bad luck, you know? Made him look 10 years older. Mm-hmm. You know, he should have learned that he kept getting jumped from behind when he would fix his knee pads before the match. Yeah. Facing the corner. That happened a lot. Is the downfall of Jimmy Snuka when he had to go to wear boots or before that? Well, I know the downfall is when he killed that girl. But, like, in, in as far as his drawing ability, was it when he lost the ability to wear boots? Or was it when he, like, left in, like, 84? Um, or 85? I thought his first year back in 89, it wasn't bad overall. Like, the stuff he was doing, I mean, it was purely mid-card. He wasn't, yeah. like, a main event guy anymore and he because still, enough he time had passed. Wearing, and he wasn't wearing boots at that point. 
Yeah, when he puts on the boost, that is kind of a tell. That, That's his oh, Andre yeah. blue gear. Andre's blue gear. Yeah. Uh, Unless you're an ECW fan from 1992 or 93 when he became, I think, their champion. Yeah, but at that point he was fighting Don Morocco and Tito Santana. I mean, not that yeah, there's it, anything wrong with either of those two guys, but maybe in 1993. Was Three. Tito ever in ECW? I don't think he was. I thought Tito was in in like ninety two, ninety three, like when no, they first Tito, started. Tito Tito was El Matador was WWF about till some SummerSlam ninety three. So I think did it's he like go August ninety three? Yeah. So he did go. He he did go into ECW. Yes. Oh okay. Uh, but it was like still when it was Eastern Championship. Yeah. Wrestling. Yeah. yeah. He won the championship. Yeah. Okay. He was he won the championship and then lost it to I think he's the one that loses it to Shane Douglas. No, that was a that was a tournament where Shane Douglas won it in a tournament final and he beat two cold Scorpio in the final, I think it was. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, yeah. all right. I think oh, Savage. Oh, no, go ahead. But you, no, I was to say it says Tito Santana forfeited the belt due to a dislike for Paul Heyman and noted as noted in his autobiography, don't call me Chico. Oh my god, I need to get a fucking autograph copy of that book. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, you've heard that, people. <laughs> He's got a birthday coming up in 11 and a half months. So. <laughs> oh, 11 months, excuse me. Yeah. Yes. All right. Uh, Savage said something about Sherry here, and I, I don't know what he said. Oh, right. Virgil to place. Oh, he's making face horse, fake horse racing bets or something. All right. Were they in the mood for the Travers or something that weekend? What the hell? All right. Well, you can't you can't withdraw your bet. This isn't Sports Kings. You uh, Draft Kings. You can't cash out beforehand. Anyway. Just about a week. I'd love it. I'm tired of picking up the check. And speaking of snakes. Piper gets in a thing where he's uh, tired of paying for Virgil's meals. I mean, do they really think that once Virgil won the million dollar championship that he was going to become a millionaire overnight? Like the the championship was a belt. I mean, the only way Virgil was going to become a champion, well, a millionaire. He, he, he is, is a millionaire because he has possession of it, but it's not a liquid asset. Right. Well, I don't think banks are going to be giving him loans based off of the having him having a championship that he could lose at the drop of a hat. You know, if Repo Man gets involved, yeah. Yeah, Snooker has a weird look on his face. Like, I just did too much blow. Oh, you know, I'm surprised Savage, there was any left after the announce crew was done. Savage just mentioned about going on a honeymoon, and it just made me realize he didn't really even get to go on a honeymoon. No. Well, actually, did they take him off Superstars for a couple of weeks to, like, kayfabe? Uh, they might have. Yeah, but would you go on a honeymoon after all those all that nonsense going on? I don't think I would. Eh, probably not. Mike Daniels. Oh. oh, and we got Mr. Perfect here. And oh. This is after his injury, so it'll be interesting to see how he uh, gets around that. What a catch! Yeah, not bad. Not particularly good, but not bad. Okay. 
Yes. Mr. Perfect versus Mike Daniels. I mean, have we had the discussion about what was going to happen with Perfect after SummerSlam? If he had not been hurt? Yeah. I mean, I don't probably know. do rematches with Brett, but like beyond that. I don't know because I don't think he, I don't think he had the cachet in 1991 to become like a world champion or even like a, you know, a, a, of whatever it is. I just don't think he had it in him. So I don't know what you would have done. I, I think that maybe he gets put in a feud with Flair. So you're and, saying that they're going to turn he, him he, face. They, yeah. They do turn him face. Okay. Yeah. But it just happens earlier than Survivor Series 92. Ah. Uh, because I'm sure that Flair could. Yeah, I'm sure Flair must have had some say in who he was going to work with here. Oh, sure. I mean, Henning and. I mean, Flair and Brett didn't exactly get along, and they worked with each other later. But the obvious one was Hogan at the beginning, but then Piper as well. And Flair and Piper definitely liked working with each other. Yep. I wonder if I wonder if Flair and Savage got along well. Uh, I would say for the most part, yeah. I, I don't. I haven't heard Flair say anything negative about working with him, other than maybe Savage was a little too particular about things, and Flair was kind of a call-it-all-in-the-ring yeah. sort well, of guy. Yeah, that was like that was Ricky Steamboat's gripe all the time, was that he didn't ha- he felt like he took the night off when he was with Flair, whereas Savage was having him write fucking notes, <laughs> you know? I almost think of Steamboat and Flair as extensions of the other guy. It's like, if Steamboat said something about a guy, then Flair would probably say the same thing, right? Sure, absolutely. So, so it's a count-out oh, yeah. win. It's a count-out win so that Perfect doesn't have to do his finisher, which might hurt him. But it, So we get two matches on this show where the uh, heel wins by count-out because yes. we had Berserker earlier. Oh, is he going to cut a promo? Yes, he is, because we got extra time left over because he ended it so quickly. Oh. Look at that guy chugging a Jack That's- and Coke. That's not how that works, guy. Summer Slam! Brett the Hitman Hart! Excellent of execution! Everybody thinks you, Brett Hart, are the chosen one that has enough talent to take the Intercontinental Championship belt. Who do think so? Federation history and Brett the Hitman Hart. I am going to show you and everybody else why I'm Mr. Why does he always tell? Why do they always promote his matches? This is going to be the greatest of all time. Although I guess in this case, you could make an argument that, yeah, it's up there. Well, let's think about this. Did Perfect really ever have any really bad matches i know everybody shits on his his match against Shawn michaels but that's not a bad match it's just not a great match yeah. it didn't live up to the expectation they over yeah did perfect ever have a shit match 
Uh, I would say uh, with Kerry at SummerSlam 90, I mean, it doesn't it doesn't last very long. And it, it's kind of uh, beefcake at WrestleMania 6. I mean, is, is that one that you remember fondly? I don't know. Well, that's just because of who was in it. I mean, it's yeah. beefcake. The highlight of that match is him shaving genius's hair. Oh boy, here we go. <laughs> so we got Greg the Stoner Valentine in the year of our Lord 1991 cutting a promo on IRS. So you know it's going to be good. So he's going to say Mr. IRS man. Ooh, I hope he does. Talk is cheap, Mr. IRS man. Ah! <laughs> Boom! And you said that you couldn't predict stuff. <laughs> I did not scream God. that. That was my legitimate reaction. I was waiting to see if he was going to say that. Uh, God bless. God thank God for Greg Valentine. Yes. Oh, thank you. Oh, God. When our shyster, as cheap as those spectacles and as cheap as that suit you wear to the ring, the first thing I'm going to do is tear those suspenders off and make oh. you wrestle like a man. Wear a pair of wrestling tights, and then I'm going to give you the wrestling lesson of your life. You know something, IRS man? I might just use you in SummerSlam 91 as a personal write-off for Greg the Hammer Valentine. Greg the Hammer Valentine, it seems that you have a lot in common with the rest of the tax cheats out there. You're looking for that little loophole, the easy way out to save yourself a few extra dollars. Well, what you've managed to do, Valentine, is get the IRS breathing down your throat. And whether you pay the IRS in money or... They're breathing down your throat. Are they applying, like, mouth-to-mouth resuscitation? Seriously, that's... Also... The, the legal definition of a loophole is that it is a legal tax thing. It's They're not cheating on their a we loophole. Heard a lot about, we heard a lot about that from our uh, former president talking about his no. legal loopholes he was able to pull with tax cheats and tax codes. Yes. Rutherford B. Hayes sh- sh- certainly shot his mouth off a lot, didn't he? Or with a broken <laughs> bone. It doesn't yep. matter to me, Valentine. All the IRS is concerned about is getting paid one way or another. One way or another, the IRS is going to get, going to get paid one way or another, maybe next year. Boom, boom, boom. One way or another. Oh, my God. Look at this. The super babyface team of the 80s for SummerSlam 91. The British Bulldog, the Dragon, and Kerry. (laughs) <laughs> and Kerry gets the bat lead off because they're like, all right, who's going to be the most coherent in this bunch? <laughs> and they looked around and said, all right, Kerry, you go first. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, God. Uh, what a what a man. <laughs> what a man. And tag team action. Come SummerSlam, you're looking at three men that will not turn down a contract against anyone. I don't care who it is. Warlord. Or power and glory will take you down in SummerSlam. SummerSlam, the British Bulldog, the Tornado, and the Dragon. There's only going to be one glory that night, and that's the glory of us three. We have our... <laughs> All right. Uncanny strength, the power from the Bulldog, the wind from the Tornado, and the fire-breathing Dragon. All three of you will burn at SummerSlam. The wind of the Tornado, they were the first... Uh, tag team to use renewable 
energy resources. <laughs> Another missed heel turn by the tornado. He should have turned on this team and joined the natural disasters. <laughs> That's all you ever wanted. <laughs> I do. I just want. I wanted. I wanted Yokozuna to come in as the tsunami. Mm-hmm. I wanted the tornado to be a heel and just be the tornado. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Hart should have had a massive, massive stable of all just wrestlers with like disaster names. Yes. It's Calrissian with. I, I can't remember who the other guy is in this. And I did allude to these uh, women as prostitutes earlier. I don't. I don't. I don't, I, I don't. I don't think they are. I think that they're showgirls. But I'm surprised Calrissian didn't get me tooed as a result of this. Ooh, Robin Leach from Meineke. But he knows how to enjoy life. And how did he get to this serene setting? Casting his fate to the wind this weekend. It's no secret. He saved his pennies. He went without lunch a few times. And I didn't pay a lot for a muffler at Meineke. Yeah. <laughs> Come to Meineke Discount Mufflers, the muffler and brake specialist, where you'll get more life out of your car and more miles for your dollar. At Meineke, you're not going to pay a lot for a muffler. I think Robin Leach saw that his days were numbered. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So I'm going to tell you the bet that I have on the late afternoon NFL games is a uh, parlay tease of uh, overs. So basically, oh, okay. I'm I, I'm just rooting for a lot of points. <laughs> well, I would imagine you might get a lot of points out of the Bucks and the Rams. Yeah, and needless to say, think. needless to say, I excluded the Jets game from that because you know I, I'd need two teams to score. <laughs> yes. Join the tradition. Become a big sister volunteer. Oh, promotional consideration. We got Lord Al again. By the following, turn snack time into fun time. With Mr. Freeze, freezer bars. It's as fun to squeeze <laughs> as it is to eat. <laughs> I, can't hear, I can't hear Lord Al's voice without thinking of, well, dirty old, dirty, dirty sure. Lord Al. Introducing the most advanced Tegrin ever. Oh. Advanced formula Tegrin with 40% more itch fighting, flake fighting medication. How do they measure that? Like 40% more. I, I have no idea. The only thing I can think of is that they give you – they get a group of people that suffer from really bad dandruff, and then they give them their regular – the regular style, mm-hmm. and then they give them the 40% more. But what what is it that's I – don't, I don't know. It sounds like, it sounds like a very time-consuming process. Aren't you just itching to try it? It sounds like it's made up. Yeah. In a commercial? Get out of here. Get out of here. Permit sportswear for guys, and they literally just showed women. <laughs> no, that last guy looked like Paul Rudd. He did. Yeah. But you didn't see any swimwear on him. You just saw him, and you looked like, okay. Oh, an ice cream bar. I want one so bad. I couldn't see who that was because the top of it had already. It was Hillbilly Jim, one of the favorites. <laughs> one of the favorites here in the ice cream aisle. Hillbilly Jim. <laughs> oh, Hitman Bret Hart, not Bret oh. Hitman Hart. Well, we have to decide if we're going to watch next week's Superstars Challenge or if we should just go right to SummerSlam. Oh, I mean, it goes. We got an update on the Warrior. Do you think they'll give us an? Oh, and another interview, which I think we made the decision. All right, yeah, yeah, we have to. We have to watch the special interview with the Sid variant. The Sid variant. And that, and that's, and that's the end of the show.
And that's the end of that chapter. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Boy. Interesting. Uh, interesting program. Sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it was a decent episode of Superstars. Absolutely. And I know so it's the superstars gonna, I, from this era is, is great. I think the superstars from the 90, 91, 92 was great. Really, superstars prior to Monday Night Raw. Was I, fantastic. I, I, I might need you to record before next weekend simply because I'll be in Florida from the 2nd to the 9th. And uh, I don't know if I'm bringing my actual laptop, but. Yeah. No, we can, we can. I'll be around. You just let me know. Oh. I'm always here for you, Pete. <laughs> oh. You know, yeah, I know what your motto is. You know me, I would like to help you out. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. 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 You know, you know what the final result always is. We got down, we got up, we got funky, and we got bad. Yes, we did. Even though, I gotta admit, the commercials are starting to get a little fucking repetitive. <laughs> I don't need, I don't need, I don't need to see Billy D. Williams anymore. I'm ready to see some other shit. So, so are the, uh, so are the, the boss man Mountie promo. <laughs> oh, you don't, oh, come on. You're just shitting on Mountie promo? No, I'm just saying they're getting repetitive. Like all the promos for SummerSlam are getting repetitive. I'm just getting upset about the fact that I'm hearing the same Virgil promo over and over again. Yeah, I know. I cannot believe that no one has been able to give you any insight. I feel like we have to just keep going on this journey and just, we need to keep watching weekly TV from, Virgil's singles run until we get to Mama Said Knock You Out. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm kind of scanning for it a little bit, but... The only uh, problem is is that what if he said it on, like, an All-American Wrestling or a Primetime? Like, well, we're going to watch yeah, Primetime. Yeah, it wasn't on All-American because I, I didn't watch All-American, and I specifically remember uh, wa- watching that. But. Yeah. But okay. th- th- thank you, for, thank you for joining oh, me for, for the for the 73rd time on this. And please, please uh, get, leave a five star review for Greetings from Allentown GFA Live on Apple Podcasts. Because while it will not make me whole for my bad NFL bets today, it does provide what is known as social proof that you are listening to and enjoying this podcast. Keep these on Twitter at Flounder824. I am on Twitter at GFLantownPod. You can email GreensValentown at gmail.com. And tune in next time for another exciting edition of GFA Live. Urban Shyster, Mr. IRS Man. They're fucking agents, Frankie. Look at this.